What's up, guys, and welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. My name is Dev. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, I appreciate you. If this is not your first time, I also appreciate you. You're iconic. Now, today, I want to talk about social anxiety. Whew, chow. It's popping out right now. But before we go ahead and get into this tea, make sure you go ahead and follow me at That's So Dev on Twitter, as well as Instagram. All right, now, social anxiety. I've had a podcast on this before, but, you know, let's refresh, let's update, and let's talk about something a little different. You know, social anxiety is something that is super overlooked. And um, it's it can be so debilitating because... Simple things that everyone does just every day, you know, just phone calls that this this is something that people just do every day. Like it's just second nature for people to pick up a phone. That's not easy for me. To make a simple phone call is not just a simple phone call to simply just pick up and answer the phone. It's not something that's just easily done, you know. It is a genuine fear that people with social anxiety have. And I feel like because even something as simple as picking up the phone is something that everyone views as something that's super easy. People like to write it off. And, you know, and and then also people don't think about it because it is just second nature. You know, there's a lot of things in life where things are second natures to human just because well, that's all that has been done, really, you know, and because for years and years that that has been done, people like to view you as incapable, you know, when you struggle with things that in reality are super hard, you know, we don't talk about it being as hard as it actually is because everyone's so accustomed to it, you know. And with social anxiety, it really puts a lot of things into perspective because it's like, wow, you know, like there are some things that are actually really taken for granted, you know, especially phone calls. Because do you think I like, you know, because it comes to it's a lot of things because you have to handle a lot of business on the phone. And then even, you know, me living across the country, keeping up with a lot of people is going to consist of having a phone call with people. And that's not always going to happen. And. I understand if a person isn't going to be all text message, that's fine. I'm not saying for the rest of my life, I'm going to just be only text messaging. You know, I'm in a period of time in my life where I'm working through my social anxiety as well to where, you know, phone calls are going to be easier for me, but that's going to take time and it's not going to take the amount of time that people want it to take. It's going to take the amount of time it takes me to take however long that is, girl. So, you know, it's just it. It's a big perspective thing. Like I said, I'm totally okay with people because I had a friend who, you know, they didn't really like the text messaging thing. They really were super stern on calling, which is fine, you know, and it just wasn't vibing with them. And that's totally fine. Like, I really wasn't mad at them or whatever. I was like, you know, I have plenty of friends who do understand what this is for me and they're okay with that. So if you're not okay with it, I mean, I'm not going to beg anybody whatsoever, you know, like 
I have my experience to me and I uphold a boundary with my experience in the process of me healing. And if people are not okay with that, then that's okay. What does that have to do with me? So, you know, that's why I've really can't, you know, I've had to attain this mentality of staying focused on myself and not worrying about how something might impact another person. Because if I decide that I'm not going to do what I originally planned because it's going to make someone else uncomfortable. I kind of miss out on a moment of knowledge and education and growth. And I've learned from too many experiences and opportunities like that to let that happen again. So I'm not. (laughs) We're on a long growth journey, guys, you know, always growing, always learning and just, you know, because mental health is something that it is an everyday fight, you know, drug addiction is mental health, you know, it is a one day at a time thing. There's a broad spectrum that covers mental health. And, you know, a lot of people don't really know that a lot of people aren't educated. And it, it, it says something to me when you see a lot of people judge these experiences without actually taking the time to go and educate. And often it's a lot of the times what I see is I'll see people in the black community who will invalidate somebody's experience who has gone to therapy and healed from this trauma. And, you know, you'll see this person be 10 toes down for how this is supposed to be. And it's like, you don't even realize that there is a horizon of more out there, bestie. Like you don't have to deal with all of this. You don't have to go through all of that you don't have to carry all of that you don't have to do all of this by yourself so it's just been a big journey of you know attaining the maximum mental health literacy in order to be able to take care of myself in order to be able to help others and spread the education and awareness because that's why I want to get my doctorates because I want to teach mental health in public schools I want to teach mental health in colleges which are can also be public but um, I also want to be a therapist myself as well there's a lot of things I want to do in the mental health spectrum because We are taught so many pointless things in school, but we aren't taught how to live. And people leave that up to parents. But the reality of it is, is that parents have their own lives as well. You know, what's the point of school and teaching things if you're not going to, you know, teach people the things that they need in order to survive and go throughout life? Like there are some things for sure that you can ask that people don't have to learn. Because for one, also, there's a lot of things in history that are for one not expanded on as much as it should meaning that it's covering the actual thing that happened which probably is a part of black history which tells you why it's probably not being taught but you know these things have to be taught because we can ultimately we can ultimately i'm not gonna say we can fix ourselves but we can attend to ourselves if we have the mental health literacy to do so, you know, you have a bunch of people who react negatively and probably aggressively and violently in times of, you know, distress in regards to mental health because they don't know how to handle it. They don't know that this is normal. They think that they're crazy or they think that they have to react on this. They don't know the proper um, coping mechanisms, you know, to be able to handle, you maybe get themselves down from a 10 to maybe like a five or something and then go from there or whatever. Like 
there are so many things that people just don't know. And what I've noticed is what I've attained over time and what I've learned and how I go through my mental health process. There are a lot of people who will judge you for what you do. And that is because they don't understand it. That is because it is not their journey. And I don't expect anyone to understand what I'm going through. But you need to bring some understanding for what I'm going through. Because I'm going to do that for you. So you need to be reciprocating that energy. Or we need to part and keep some boundaries. Okay? Because, you know, I've let a lot of people walk all over me because of social anxiety. Social anxiety had me many times in college afraid to come out of my room with my roommates in a lot of cases, you know, like so many times where I would like want to just open the door, pull out the handle, but I can't like, you know, even inside my own home and whatnot, like coming out of just a room, even when you're just alone, like there's just this feeling of, I don't know, of panic or whatever even just to go outside you know when i go on my walks i go on walks quite a bit but i will always have my headphones and my glasses in going into stores or whatever like my music is on to just relax me because i carry social anxiety with me all of the time and when i say all the time like people don't really understand they think that i have oh some anxiety sprinkled here and there blah 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 blah, blah. no depression blah, blah 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 but like that's not really the reality I'm carrying this anxiety with me 24-7. And I wish that was an exaggeration, but it's absolutely not. So I have anxiety 24-7. Like, I feel stressed, like, 24-7. So I'm constantly having to do self-care. I'm constantly, you know, in contact with my therapist and things like that. Just because, you know, my mental health journey is quite intense. But it doesn't mean it can't be managed. You know, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be setbacks, but ultimately I'm really committed to the journey and ultimately, well, yeah, I'm committed to my journey, my healing journey. I mean, that is what it is, you know? <clears throat> so it, it it's not a mentality that I've always had, you know? And if you've listened to my grieving podcast, I mean, it's no secret that a root of my anxiety and my mental health journey just in general is you know the passing of my father so a lot of that comes from also not really trusting people because i don't really know people's intentions because what is the root you know the root is that somebody did something to my father so you know any instance where let's say i'm in a grocery store I'm so hypervigilant everywhere that I'm looking for the nearest exit. Like, okay, so if this happens, I can go out that way. If this happens, blah, 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 blah. Like, you should not have to be going through this life planning for the worst case scenario. Like, planning for if somebody decides to shoot this store up, how do I survive and get out as fast as possible? You know, like, that's not something that people need to be going through life feeling people want to you know people want to feel secure people don't feel secure going to schools blah 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 and that has not helped my social anxiety i mean clubs schools concerts wherever it's just not safe you know subways you know the brooklyn attack that happened in brooklyn new york and my father passed in you know brooklyn new york in 2000 so 
you know it, it's just like over the course of time it's like oh my god like shit really hasn't gotten better it's actually gotten significantly worse so how does that make my social anxiety feel especially to talking to people because i often like my intentions like sometimes i truly do not believe that this person has good intentions i am not telling anybody anything about me period if they come up to me i've had a lot of instances where also i've had people that i believed were you know sex trafficking you know also i let authorities know and things and whatnot you know they will approach me with like almost a practice script and you know they'll try to get you to do a job so that, that way they can kind of you know make you feel like you're in a community commute you know not commute you but like collect you and um get you to a different location or whatnot so that happened and i want to say it happened to me about three times and the third time that it happened to me i just sat back and i was like you want to know what i'm going to visualize not even not visualize but just watch for non-verbal cues and just see what this person does and it was almost like this person had rehearsed all parts of making you think that they're listening to you and that they're very attentive to the conversation that they're relating to you like you can just feel that this person is trying to hit all marks and that absolutely makes social anxiety go crazy especially out here but you know i'm very i'm actually very proud of those moments because those were moments that i was able to step out because this seemed like something bigger so that way i can do something bigger than me so that was nice but yeah i just wanted to get on here talk about a little social anxiety nothing too big whatever was on my mind i'm sure i'll do a billion different little social anxiety podcasts but you know you know me sporadic i do what i want whenever i want and that's just what it's gonna be <sighs> social anxiety is a struggle y'all it really is you know the simple things should not be as hard as they are but they are and if you are struggling with those take your time don't allow people to rush you because if you rush it's only gonna cause a setback and you know it's gonna take however long it's gonna take so do you Ain't nobody like you, so you need to protect you, that energy, keep that positive and loving energy on here, and just, uh, you know, be you. But anyway, y'all, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Make sure wherever you are, you give this video, oh my god, not video, this is a podcast, not a video, but make sure you go ahead and like this podcast, share it with your friends, whatever platform you are on, like it again, and like it again. Make sure you go follow at five men self care, get you some self care because we all need some self care because we so engulfed in our lives and days that we just need to take a break and do some self care. So do that. And I'm hopping off here. All right, y'all. Peace.